0: Level Love Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed.
1: You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Love Latina.
2: Bienvenidas. This is episode 38 the love of the Level of Latina podcast. It's our favorite week of the month. It's the last week of the month. Yeah. So this is the mm-hmm. random episode. We talk about anything and everything that comes to mind. Bear with us. This is usually all over the place, but that's what we love about the random episode. How are we feeling today? Random AF.
1: <laughs> <saying> very, random AF. <laughs> very AM. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Very prego. Good. Ando bien como pueden ver. I you know. Want vacation. Oh my god, you want vacation. We should oh start my there god, yeah. all
2: about Bacalar, which is a beautiful part of
1: Mexico. Oh my god, my dream came true. Honestly, I've been stalking Bacalar's Instagram photos, everything for 5 years mm-hmm. and I first discovered it, I first discovered it. But I first discovered it or heard about it was exactly five years ago. You know, Alejandro Fernandez, he Mm -hmm. posted photos of the place five years ago. And I saw it and I was like, what is this place? So I started, I clicked on it, started looking at it. And I was like, wow, the water looks amazing. And, you know, this is so cool. And in 2015, five years ago, I was planning my wedding. I told Louise, I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so cool. We should go there for a honeymoon. Then I said, you know what? No, we go to Mexico all the time. Let's go to Greece. Let's go to Europe. Let's do the bigger trip. So, yeah, we did that. And then for our one year anniversary, we were going to do a route starting in Yucatan and ending in Bacalar. But we didn't get to do that because that's when I found out I was pregnant with the twins. And my doctor said, no, no, no. Zika, don't. If I was you, I would cancel that trip. So we did sadly. And we didn't get to go again until this year. When we were here and I was like, we're here for six months, let's plan it, let's do it. And yes, we did it. We did it last week for five days. It's amazing. If you haven't heard of it, like look it up, Bacalar. It's in Quintana Roo. It's close to Chetumal, about half an hour cab drive from Chetumal close to Belize and it's a lagoon actually. So it's fresh water. It's not salt water. And the colors are just oh my God, incredible. Beautiful, yeah. It's gorgeous. It is It
2: is and your girls were going down the slide. My kids love oh. that slide. <laughs> oh, man. oh my God, I got my I burn my I
1: I got like a butt burn on that slide. Oh no. <laughs> yeah but yeah the girls yeah samantha was loving it she's like and it goes by so down so fast but it's it's so family oriented like the water goes for the for a large part of the lagoon it goes up to only up to your knees so the kids were loving it there's also this low section that's called el canal de los piratas and the sand there is so soft and it has like sulfur in it what you do there is you rub it all over your skin and leave it on for five ten minutes and then wash it off your skin is like a baby's butt afterwards it's so mm-hmm. yeah but it was it was a, it was fun it was amazing um there's sections where there's like comics in the water yeah, swings swings and me uh, me was like my husband was like I was making him take pictures of me doing stuff or on the swing. He's like, tú te sientes soñado, ¿verdad? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's beautiful.
2: The water is the most beautiful. They call it the Maldives. No
1: of Mexico because yeah, of the blue, water. the blue water and it's so clear. And it's like, you know, when you're swimming in the ocean and you just have to like constantly spit because of the salt of the mm-hmm. water and you don't, have, you don't have that problem in Bacalar. So I highly, highly recommend it. It's like a small town, but it's along everything along the lagoon it's it's beautiful so if you ever go and I want to I want us to go there one day hopefully in the next few years that's like my tip of the day let's start there that part yeah.
2: of Mexico all of it is gorgeous yes yes all of it so you can start in Chetumal you brought up Chetumal which is like yes. one of the, it's the nearest to Belize so you yeah. Belize, you enter Mexico if you were to rent a car in Chetumal and just start hitting up all the hot spots They are gorgeous. There's so many beaches with Mm -hmm. that Cancun-esque water, but all the towns are different. So like Mahagual will have like a different vibe. Bacalar will have a different vibe. But if you keep up that route, you go to Playa del Carmen, Mm Tulum. So people that are feeling that vibe that want to see those great beaches, it's easier than ever if you jump in a car and go along the coast in that state of Mexico Beautiful trek. It's inexpensive. The food is good. There's a vibe for everybody. Fisherman type vibe. City that's all about the mariscos or the trendy in Tulum, and it's a little more hip. But yeah. there's still something for everybody in Tulum. But Bacalar has that family vibe. Mm-hmm. There's tourism, but it's also still old school. Like it's not, I think, very popular. Though there yeah. are a lot of local Mexican tourists, which is kind of cool. I noticed there's a lot of locals because I had never heard of Bacalar when I was in Chetumal. They said you have to do that. You have to do that, and we went. We loved it, but it isn't overrated. So that whole road uh, trip, I would recommend. Recommend that. So if you go back, so see. I would
0: mm-hmm. just keep going because like, I think all the tourists like stop at Playa del Carmen. Yeah. I Playa del Carmen, <laughs> and then like oh, pues tal vez uno que ya que llegue para tomar lo que sea. pero no, they don't really venture out to other little spots. Man, I, I've only made it as far as Playa del Carmen. I haven't ventured out where i've wanted to rent the car and go yeah down more like south but i haven't had the chance so that's my next thing i really really want to yeah. do that when i hear that, you that, girls talking about
1: it family friendly right Irina, mean, completely agree like doing that that route you know just driving along the coast of Quintana Roo. that's that's a beautiful drive i've never done it and that was actually the plan that we were going to do for our first year anniversary but this time around i felt like oh the girls are still little we're gonna have another road trip in a couple of weeks going, heading back home Maybe it's too much and we're going to be tired. So let's just go to one place, fly into it, short, half an hour drive to Bacalar, stay there all five days. You flew into Chetumal? Yeah, it was like an hour and a half, an hour and a half flight into Chetumal. And then we took a cab, which was like 30 minutes into Bacalar. Super inexpensive, the cab, no? Super inexpensive, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally, totally recommend it if you get a
0: chance. You know what's trippy? Like, I know that we say right now, like, family vacations. Like, for those girls that don't have families, and some of you, maybe you're still students. Like, I did the Yucatan Peninsula on a student budget.
1: Mm.
0: Like, when I was doing my research abroad, when I was in Santa Barbara, that's where I went. I went to, we were, the first couple weeks we were in the for taking, like, just, like, a history class. Kind of understanding Mexico as it is from pre Colombiano, like, pre-Columbus all the way through current time. Mm-hmm. And then we were assi- We decided what our research project um, topics were going to be. And then we were sent out to the respective universities we're going to be working with. So the university I was working with was la Universidad de Yucatán. La Guay. Así de que... When we took a bus, so we were on a, on you know, we were ballers on a super budget. But these buses are super convenient. And what we did was, we as we traveled down, we would make pit stops around Mexico and like little cities we wanted to see. And when I got to Merida, I was able to go to Progreso, Usmeal, all of that. And then I finished my research work early and took a bus. If you can't rent a car, and the bus tickets were probably back then, it was like maybe five, ten bucks. I was able to make it all the way to Cancun. And Playa del Carmen on like a student budget. But I got to see all these beautiful places in in, in Yucatan, like from Celestun, Progreso, Rio Lagartos, all these really nice biological, bio-eco places Mm -hmm. and nice little towns on the way over to all the way, all the way Mm -hmm. through to Quintana Roo. So these are things you can do even on a student Mm -hmm. budget. And just check it out because these places are amazing, mm-hmm.
2: gorgeous, and super safe. I wanted to mention that Guanajuato is like such a safe state because I know that sometimes, especially for advising folks to go on their own or mm-hmm. you know, women together or families, they don't believe the hype. Sometimes you hear terrible press mm-hmm. or you're watching shows like "Narcos Mexico" and you I think see. that these countries are all full of crime or unsavory characters but that's not true that in fact is one of the safest states in mexico because they take very serious tourist dollars and they take very Mm -hmm. serious sort of having visitors and making it easy so great roads great accommodations airbnb all up and down the state so it's actually a really great idea to do it either By bus, by car, with family, with friends, because it's a beautiful part of Mexico. And Vero is spot on about the culture and everything that you can experience. It's not just about the tourism. So there's something for everybody. If you want to do the tourist vibe, and go to clubs, cool. If you want to do the natural, family-oriented spots, great. If you want to just beach bum it, there's that too. There's something Mm -hmm. for everybody in that part. What a fun tip of the day. Tell us what you think of your vacations in Mexico, those that have been. I'm so proud of being Mexicana because we have the best.
1: Yeah, los colores todo. You're coming back. I'm here. So in a week, yeah, next Wednesday we start our, our road trip back home. I know. It went by so fast. It went by so fast. I can't believe it. Six months, and um, it's a lifetime experience. I, um, you know, I always thought like I always wanted to live here and experience here, uh, and we got to do that and had you know an amazing time. We have had family here, and um, and you know where I'm gonna go. And the floor was the best part. The food. (laughs) Random episode has the food segment. The food. You know what I'm definitely gonna miss? Um, is um, I told Luis, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, when we go, how are we gonna do it with like to eat normal like store bought tortillas like instead of like tortilleria, you know, like. What? I'm like, I I'm not going back there. No, 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 no. No sé, no sé cómo le vayamos a hacer. De por sí, si, bueno, in, in San Francisco or in the Bay Area, I don't buy tortillas that often, only, like, specifically if I'm going to make, like, a specific dish or that goes with that. But even then, I'm like, ay, no sé, me voy a poner a tortilla. So, how, how, yeah. how do you think your girls are going to handle that, like, coming back? Do you think they're going to? Well, they're excited. I mean, I, I, I'm telling them, like, hey, we're well, going to get to see your cousin, Suli like, you want to see them, yes. And then we're going back to your casa, San Francisco, this, that. And so I think they're, they're excited, but we'll have to see. Um, I know they're probably going to miss me, mis tios aquí because they got used yeah. to it. And these tios are going to miss them. They're, mi tía tia's like, ay, las voy a extrañar, you know, porque me encariñé con ellas. I I where are you going to live, Ceci? Do you guys have a place to live? Yeah, so our first month, we're going to be living back in San Francisco, back in our old neighborhood in the sunset. Uh, we rented a house through Airbnb for a month just because it's still up in the air exactly where Luis is going to do his postdoc. He's... He has some interviews that he still has to go to and just finalize that, but for the meantime, um, he's going to be working back at his job at the hospital at UCSF. So we rented a house in in San Francisco, and you know it's fully, it, yeah it's fully furnished, so that way we don't have to worry about like unpacking our stuff from storage and all that ordeal. But uh, but I'm hoping by the end. So we rented it for a month. So mid April, I'm hoping by then we'll know exactly if we're gonna stay in San Francisco, maybe another city in the Bay Area. We'll see. Good luck.
0: He's gonna be staying in the Bay or is he gonna probably venture out? You guys might venture out somewhere else in the state or the country.
1: So for now it looks like the person he applied to, they're all within like the Bay Area area nearby. So what are you good luck, good luck? Yeah, back home. Your family That's must better. be invited. So your mom, your sister, probably. yeah. You yeah, we're excited to go. I mean, what I was saying earlier, I was, I'm excited to go back. I'm also sad. But, you know, it's life. It's the next stage and we're ready for it. And I think when we head back and once I know like where Luis is going to be at and where, where we're going to be at permanently, at least for the next couple of years, then I'll start uh, figuring out where I'm going to send the girls to school. Oh, my gosh. That's what I thought. School about. starts. I know. I know. Crazy.
2: I really I really feel blessed that Ven and I got to visit you and experience your life there. We the, old, the girls, cool. the Spanish they were talking. I mean, they, they are incredible. They're going to forever have the best Spanish because you guys did this already. You teach them Spanish. Yeah. You talk in Spanish to them. But the fact that they were around family and in the environment, it's really beautiful that you got to do that with them. That's the best schooling. So they're already in oh, school. Oh, sure. So yeah,
1: they're yeah.
2: They're sure. Ahorita,
1: echándole. I think that's
0: like a constant topic, ¿verdad? ¿Que how do we continue our our culture our where we came from how do we continue to how do we instill that into our into our children we come from well us three happen to come from our families come from mexico different parts of mexico so we tenemos diferentes costumbres and different um celebraciones que hacemos and different things that we do but like how do we install instill that and then it's it's a part of the language it's a part of you know las costumbres it's a part of like little little things like that but this is a great way of you knowing that these girls are going re- to, they're going to remember son chiquitas, but there will be little things that triggers. them, am like, hmm, eso me suena bien parecido. Like, why? Yeah. I love that. They love their nopales. They love they their do. nopales. Yeah. super yeah. bien. And it's, I'm like, okay, how do I do that with my kids? It's a constant conversation, I think, at least amongst, for myself and Otto, but I've noticed it among young, young Latino couples. All of us. That are like, All
2: of us How do we do, we do that? You know? Yeah. I'm on the other side of the spectrum because I was just at the high school with Isaiah for his uh, high school kind of preview. Mm-hmm. And it was really great to see that, For well, number one, Diego and I were shocked at the difference between how it's going to be for him to start high school and how it was for us to start high school. First of all, Inglewood, we loved growing up in Inglewood. We love our roots there, but there definitely wasn't a high school preview. Our parents definitely weren't the type that were going to take time off of their schedule to come see what the high school was about. We didn't have the multitude of AP classes and all these different routes and over 100 clubs. There was really nothing about our high school that required us to come and learn about it before. So we go to the high school and it is like a college production. Like if they're recruiting kids to go to college and Diego and I just kept being like reminded by, wow, what a difference, what a difference, what a difference. And we're so happy for our son. We're so happy that we've worked so hard to give him this opportunity to go to a great school with a great program. That's diverse. All the kids were so proud of that. I love it. They keep bragging about that as opposed to MiraCosta, which is the other high school here, which is pretty much hundred percent white. There was a lot of culture. And so they're saying that they're saying that we're like, well, let's see, let's see how that true that is. And sure enough, the clubs represented that culture. And there's a salsa club and there was a Latin American club and they put on a salsa show as part of recruiting the kids. And I felt such pride. I felt That's so pride that he got to have, it wasn't just the choir and it wasn't just the STEM program. It was, it was diverse. It felt like they were recruiting for a diverse kid who's going to do a lot of things. And I was so curious. I didn't sit with Isaiah. He sat with his friends. Of course we got ditched. they and I were in all, <laughs> all the whole time. We're in all. And mm-hmm. I, I watched the band come out and they're diverse. And I watched the dance group come out and they're diverse. And I just kept being so hyper aware of it all, of like the diversity, the diversity. Yeah important to me and i've been like you guys have been trying to expose my kids to our culture and being diverse and appreciating where they come from and sure enough we leave the program i'm like what do you think i he's like well i'm gonna join the salsa club and for sure i'm gonna be in the latin america club i was so proud of him like he immediately caught the things that were like his culture his roots and then he was like and you know choir is pretty cool i might do choir i'm like wow you want to sing like we were just shocked by all of it That's it was cool. beautiful. Choir's amazing did, it, did you do <laughs> choir because i would love to did choir to
1: Really? really, it was amazing
2: metal. They were all yeah. the most robust, big. I, I didn't, I don't, maybe we had acquired in what I don't know, but it was so cool to see all those kids up there singing and they all looked different metal. They all looked different. That's the short cool. kid, the, That's cool. the, the, the skinny kid, the fat kid, the this, the that, the Asian, the white. The, it was so diverse and I was so impressed by that. And the fact that he would even want to try it, like it, it made him feel comfortable. But my point was, we're battling this at every age. When they're little, you hope that they have culture and they appreciate it. And they're proud when they're older. You hope that they gravitate towards their culture and they're proud and that they're not intimidated and trying new things and join new groups. And we were just so impressed. It was so impressive because I think I remember getting there and there wasn't a Latina on the squad, mm-hmm. they were all black girls. And it was cool. Like I was growing up in a 50-50. It was half black, half Latinos. And I joined anyway. I thought, you know, well, you gotta, you want, if you want to do something, you got to do it anyway. But it was super scary to not see yourself represented. And by the time right. I left England, we were half black, half Latino. Isaiah at least gets a fighting chance to see that already and maybe not in every group but obviously Mm -hmm. what they illustrated so at all ages we're really worried about Mm -hmm. identifying them to their roots and their culture and being proud of it and not shying away from it and you're doing it right now you guys are both doing it because they're with their grandparents they're bilingual they get it they're watching you guys are always freaking watching the spanish frozen or whatever right you're doing (laughs) pictures of isaiah with the latin american club like you said you were gonna join that club whatever
0: i'm gonna hold you to it buddy
2: I know I am. I totally am because I want. I want what you guys want. We all want that. That we want them mm-hmm. to be connected to their roots. We want them to have diversity. We want them to have a shot and a chance, and that's going to come with them being a part of the American culture. But at the same time, they're Latinos. They have to mm-hmm. identify with and, and lead with it. And God willing, be bilingual from starting school to high school. See the Child. the vast Ooh. the vast journey.
0: I don't think we'll do preschool. Um, but she's learning a lot. She's babbling a lot. Yeah, look, she would pick up the English mucho. Mm-hmm. And I would look at me. and say, "Well, we try to speak. You know, we try to speak Spanish yeah, to her. Who's speaking to her in English?" But las palabritas como que se le hacía fácil decirlas, and now she's saying things more in, in español. Mm-hmm. Y se pone a platicar con mamá. Bueno. And- you know mamacina mama josefina calls for her knows my dad's name he knows all her her, her abuelita. so he knows she knows mama sandra mama Katy. but the thing she's saying is cantando she's just learning so much and i feel like maybe i should put her in a little like maybe twice a week oh. just so she can Develop her social skills and yeah. be able to just feel comfortable. what it's like to be outside of the house and with a, a different little community of kids that mm. little ones that look like her. So I thought about that because I don't want her to be the weird kid. Come come when she actually goes to school, and not feel comfortable. You know,
1: she's yeah, she's she's two and a half, Gabby, two years, four months. So you know what you can start doing because I started this doing this two, uh, a year ago when when I just started I stopped working and the girls had just turned two. I started taking them like to the library because they have like a proper reading hour Mm -hmm. and they play with them with puppets. And I think that's where they started picking up, like knowing their numbers in English and colors. So, and that's free. I mean, uh, I'm sure your local library might have something like that. You can start with that. So it's not like, boom, you know, yeah, I've
0: looked into yeah. programs. I used to take her to reading hour. I used to do all of yeah. that. Yeah, um, It just got a little more difficult when I had Joaquin oh, and her. Oh, that's true. That's
1: yeah. But other than
0: that, like she cuenta. She she recognizes the numbers. She recognizes the colors. Y todos los dice. Los en español. No, okay. Y a veces los dice y los números los sabe en español. Cuenta hasta el you know.
1: twelve,
0: oh. Fifteen. she. But now it's like recognizing them. So she recognizes at least I've I've tested her last week and she recognizes up to five for sure, and then she'll see like certain numbers. But it's just like those things. I'm like I have to yeah. start doing again. Yeah. Even though with number three now, it's gonna be a little more challenging. Yeah. But I have to start dating my kids earlier. You know, in this yeah. sense, I have to start taking Gali on her own and be like, okay, I will that' who's here. Please watch these two. I'll be right back and yeah. I go spend some time with Gali. With her. Yeah. Just make sure she's you know. Getting yeah. that one-on-one attention, and not only that, but also learning. Yeah, a billion percent. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. necessarily
2: need to go to preschool, by the way. Like none of my kids went to preschool. We always had yeah. a grandma or me around, or so I worried about that when they got to kindergarten, especially with Isaiah, because he didn't do really well in the kindergarten orientation. But they've all been fine. Like the kids have all yeah so far. So yeah. far, knock on wood. You we know, pre- doing- I mean, yeah, we didn't go to preschool.
1: I didn't yeah. go to preschool. My sister has put her kids in preschool, so I think I I I, I mean, they start preschool sometimes, like. At two or yeah, three but I thought like you know maybe in the fall there will be three and a half. I'll start. Um, oh, or now that I'm back, I'll, I'll start looking to see what what schools. Um, I started my research actually a year ago, but at that time I'm like I don't know. I mean I still don't know where we're gonna be at exactly. So why look now? But I do want to put them in school. Come you know September whenever the school year starts. Um, I don't know, full-time, maybe like part-time, like that it was yeah. a couple days a week just to kind of get them um, immersed in that and, 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 and see how they'll do. And then also, I don't know, I guess depending on the school, I don't know if they're going to put them together or, or if they're going to sep- separate them. Sometimes mm. they ask for parent pre- preference. I've heard that sometimes
2: you yeah. ask if you mind
1: because the yeah. parents
2: don't want their kids together. And I think they have to honor that if you don't want them in the same classroom. Yeah. Sophie's best friend is a twin and her and the sister tend to not get along when they're together. So the mom always keeps them separate, separate, oh, classes, okay. separate friends. Yeah. Um, because your girls might do really well together or they might be each other's crutch and it might be difficult. So you get to decide, I think, in some cases. Yeah. Unless it's we'll a really see. small school and you don't have the choice. That's true. But we'll see. We'll see it see how two little kids that are twins at the same time going through everything but you're going to be great with all three of them you're going to be great if you do those dates individually you're going to be great that all because eventually it's they're all going to have their own thing that they're doing at their own age even if they're that close in age their lives start to become their own they're all going to like different yeah. things you're going to get to do different things with each of them because they have different strengths different
0: like you'll see i'm just like oh my god they're, they're literally going to be the kids are going to be in first, second, third grade. You know, they're going to be one after another. And no. si me sale un tontito, pues ni modo. You know, no, going to to skip a class. I mean, skip a grade or get held back. And then next, you know, I'll have two in the same class. I don't know. But it's just like, oh well, you know, you got to roll with the punches. <laughs> no,
2: be that's for sure. But boy, you, I'm glad that you're here with us on Level of Latina and you save your money, though, because you're going to have like proms, back uh- to back proms, back to back college back to back mm-hmm. like one after the other Even you say, you're gonna have two at a time We're going to college
1: yeah.
2: oh my God. it's like a Start big those- investment yeah
0: it's it's like oh my goodness that's why i'm like it's so important who you vote for now who do you place in government and like the kind of the, the things that you the measures and the propositions and everything you vote for because when our kids are older like you know it's it's important yeah. for them. Yeah, We're running it's most-
2: time. i have one that's going to go to college and Four and a half years. I'm running out of time. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do four more years of this administration knowing that my poor son has to go to college after that. Like, I have
1: to push for change. Spe- speaking of that and the kids growing up, on Saturday, we were in El Zócalo. We had friends visiting, so we were, like, playing tourist guide. And we went to El Zócalo. And near El Centro, there, there's a lot of um, stores that sell quinceañera dresses. Uh-huh. My girls were like, oh, my God. Like, uh, there are only three. I mean, they are only three. And they're like, yo quiero, ese, yo quiero ese, yo quiero ese, yo quiero ese, pink. I want blue. You know, Samantha was like, oh, you're blue. The blue, like Elsa. And Paula, no, you're pink. And they're like loving. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and they are only three. I told Luis, I'm like, imagine when it's, you know, cuando ya sea más tiempo, o cuando ya se so está sacando."
0: Cecil, el, el, el fabric, the cost of fabric and the cost of material starts changing and increasing. Yeah. So buy them now <laughs> and tell them like, this is what you, you picked this when you were three, you picked it, you picked it. You, you said you wanted this one. You have to do everything you can to fit
1: into this dress when you're 15. Okay. Yeah, can you
2: believe it? Time's going to fly and you're going to be right there when they're 15. Like we were oh just God. talking about this. I we think just think. Like, exactly. It's going to feel like that. It's going to feel like you are just talking about it.
0: Talking what about is- traditional and culture. Are you guys
2: going to do a quinceanera for Sophie? I'm super down to do it for her at all, but I don't know about like what my mom did for me. It was practically a wedding. a wedding. Oh, I bet. Like most, right? Yeah. So I say God's yeah. thought, like, I, my, my mom is amazing. I don't know how she even pulled that off as, as a single parent. Like, but I don't, I don't want her to expect that. Like that is an expense. I'm like, let's save it for college. Let's save it for your wedding. Maybe you're going to want a car. Like the way my mom went big, I don't think I would do, I don't really even want to do something like that. I think it's not for us reasonable but I would like to have some kind of like for sure the church part of it a celebration but my mom like rented limos and this amazing salon (laughs) there was my mom went all out. She had a photographer, a videographer, like the cake, the this, the that. I mean, she went all out, you guys. And yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. And she said, like, oh, my goodness, let's save it for the wedding. So if you ever choose to have one.
0: Uh, the padrinos are for that, right? The padrinos yeah. are for that. i mean, <laughs> the people you know. Like, oh, tengo un amigo que hace esto. Maybe we can get a deal. You're I right. remember from my compañera girl, like my tío, one of my uncles, love my tío to, to death. He's one of my uncles, my dad's cousins, my tío Chayo. He's like, no, compadre, my uncle has like a really high-pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's something like <laughs> men like that. that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so he's like he had a homie. He's like, I have a homie that's owns some limos and he'll hook you up. Good. We waited for the limo at my house to go to the church and the homie was late. Okay.
2: Oh no. My mom and I start
0: walking. We're like, fuck it. Let's just start walking. <sighs> the church I went to was our, our parish, our, our local parish. It was like a two blocks from the house. So I met this in my quinceanera dress mm-hmm. with my mom oh, my God, walking God. to the church. Mm-hmm. And then we're like halfway down the way, the limo spots us. <laughs> There's oh, a limo that passes by and I go, damn, that's an old raggedy limo. But hopefully that's ours. Goes to our house, and I guess they told them we started walking. So like, oh, okay, so the limo goes to catch up to us. No, it turned out it was a limo my my Theo's uh, homie owned. Right, <laughs> girl, it was a ghetto. Oh, but I was like, you know what? Whatever, let's get in there. I don't want I don't want to walk the rest of this way. I don't want to walk the next block. It's cool. Yeah. Oh my God, 1970s limo. It still had that little U thing on the back, you know, like it's <laughs> yeah. on, the, on, the, on the trunk. And it was like, oh my God. I remember what it being free? like covered in red velvet. velvet? <laughs> gratis, gratis. Red velvet from like ceiling to the floor. I was just like, what is this? It, has it was just... Happy Quinceanera to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. The thing is, it did have a really good sound system, so at least okay. that made up for it. Like, uh, like Jesus Christ, you were,
2: you were a princess. You had a Quinceanera, oh, right? Of course, you had a Quinceanera, Sassy. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah también, like, también, my mom went all out. También que el pastel, el salón, uh, photographer, videographer, todo, 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 todo. todo, todo. It's, it's Mariachi, a Mariachi. Yeah, actually. También. Mariachi in la iglesia y mariachi en la noche, because me and my mom, uh-huh. mis tías, they wanted mariachi like en la tarde when everybody was, you know, already kind of buzz and stuff. So they he, they came back in la tarde. La fiesta no
0: es para ti. La fiesta es para yeah. los demás.
1: Yo me divertí You know, ahorita se usa mucho en las quinceañeras. Um, the, well, at least the ones that, I don't know, I guess I haven't been to the quinceañera in a while. Well. But the ones that I did go uh, as an adult where they do their, their vials, right? And then a yeah. like, sorpresa. yeah i didn't do that but i i know that right after my vals, like la canción like that was popular at the time was la macarena right mm-hmm. so, la macarena, so i did that with mi, mis damas i danced la macarena with mis damas and uh two weeks ago i went to a wedding in Cuernavaca, and they put la macarena i told Lisa, i'm like i dance this for my kids i'm like let me see if i still know the steps me oh my God. I are so, sure not very remembered it, and he recorded me i was like look at me like uh Twenty something years later. <laughs> uh. I mean, listen, it's
2: beautiful. I think Cinatas are a wonderful tradition. I think we all have amazing memories of it, especially yeah. if you grew up around people having them. Like all my friends had them. It was so yeah. fun. And I do want that for Sophia. Like I definitely mm-hmm. want her to have that moment. I think the religious aspect of it is really awesome too. And- yeah. Bring your family together. I just don't know that I'm going to go hardcore, like the way my mom did it. Maybe it sounds like yeah. Mariachi and all that good stuff. I might have to get the number from Veto's limo driver, though, because that sounds <laughs> like my budget.
0: I would recommend it, the sound system. He could be your DJ, too. There you go. Yes, there <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Play your music list from there. It would be really cool. We'll see. I've
2: got a few years to think about it, like six we'll, years. We'll
1: help you plan it on a budget.
2: I know you guys can be the madrinas, the napkins, the invitations. The it's
1: like a full still. The
2: champagne, the champagne, champagne, the The apple cider. It was beautiful. So speaking of like celebrations and being in a celebratory mood, what did you guys do for Valentine's Day?
0: Oh, we took it super chill for us. Friday, we finally just got to chill. This whole week we had it had been busy for him. He's a he was getting up early to go to the gym and he was saying he had a lot of projects due and then he was flying out this week we had not really hung out just like mm-hmm. chilled and talked we would talk but then it was more like okay bedtime for the kids this time and we're going to bed early and then i've been really tired so we were we would be in bed by 9 9 30 Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Friday we're like, okay, so should we um we put the kids down like ooh should we uh, should we watch some TV?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Super excited,
0: <laughs> and it was nice. We ended up watching, picking up a show from HBO, HBO, uh, the Outsider. So it's a little sci-fi Stephen King show, and we watched it. We watched like three episodes, so we kind of slightly binge, and then talked about it, and we just got to spend be physically close to one another in the sense uh-huh. of
1: just no. nice.
0: And just spending time like that. And then we didn't really have, I mean, Saturday was it was a busy morning and we went to Banda MS that uh, cool. my brother was wow. in town. My brother was in town, and my cunis, my my sister-in-law Claudia, her family, les encanta la banda. They're like really bien alegres, like um Don Jorge, okay. her dad, like Le encanta cantar, you know, so mama, like everyone's just super cool. So we ended up going to together with them to the Banda MS show, and that was really cool, that was fun um they did a kobe tribute at oh my god yeah there's been so many and um yeah it was really really nice i was like that is crazy when that mess is doing a uh, tribute for kobe and the show was (laughs) in staples um it was really really cool but then we had our our valentine breakfast because the kids were still my parents so yesterday we woke up kind of just slept in a little bit and we're like i'm like let's go to breakfast like well after the kids or when i'm like no right now before we get the kids let's go grab some breakfast and he's like, okay. So then we just got ready. went to have breakfast and that was that, it was like a very chill, very much like it's, you know, no gifting. He bought me, he's like, oh, I bought you some tennis shoes, but they'll get here like this week. I'm like, okay. Cool, I need it and, um, but he gets me flowers like all the time, which I feel is great. You know, like, I think it's nice. It's not like expected, like, oh, for Valentine's Day is, is the day that right. I should get flowers. But he like, Shows up and surprises me with flowers every, you know, every other week. So I, I enjoy that. But yeah, like, I don't feel like, oh, if he doesn't do this on Valentine, he's no. a terrible husband, you know? We exchange just how how much we're happy that we're at this point of our lives and we're together in the, in our lives. And we're in each other's future. So that's yeah, that's really, really cool. But yeah, it was very chill. Ours was super chill. So please tell me you guys had some exciting stuff.
1: <laughs> well, geez, is, it, is it popular in Mexico, Casi? Um yeah, it is, you know, there was you know, people selling balloons, people selling flowers. Um, we didn't do anything as a couple. We did we can say we did stuff as a family, our our family and my from my colleague from the firm was here with his wife, two kids. So we were, you know, playing the tourist guides and um we had fun with them. It was actually so Friday, what did we do with it? Oh, we went to the museum, Dolores Olmedo with them, and then we went to Xochimilco Las Trajineras with Jesus. Oh, yes, no. yeah. oh, you guys know, that? Yeah, we went with yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a different vibe, of course, than when we I went with you guys. I had fun with you guys singing. and But all, it, this time around, it was like with the family and like us showing them around and just for them to see like what Sochimiko was about. That was cool because, you know, Kevin is, you know, from, well, he's from, I he was born in California. His wife is Korean or Canadian, but, you know, from North Korea. Korea, yeah. And so just for them to see that, they, they loved it. Like seeing the mariachis and just the music. Luis brought his um, his tequila and prepared like jarritos. Uh, with, it's okay. you, know, you know, me, me always, you know, always has to bring his tequila, of course. And like, and um, they love the drinks. We have that. And snacking, you know, papitas, So that was cool to celebrate with them. And like I said, I was like, Happy Valentine's Day and welcome to, you know, Ciudad de México. Uh, so we ended up having pozole at that place. Oh, that we oh in Virginia, God, casa, they, they loved it. they loved, it. They loved it. like, Oh my God, this is so good. I was like, Yeah, I was like, I came here with my friends um you know like last month actually and they loved it too so that was our valentine's day it was cool to hang out and see them because we hadn't seen them in a, in a long time in over six months so that's so cool yeah. yeah when i do you know we've been together for so long that it was
2: really really chill like i like gifts but i don't expect them same with him like it's it's really cool that Maybe we get each other a gift. Maybe we don't. But for the most part, we tend to. But he had a whole day planned, which is sweet. Like he told me, we're going to get going early so we can do the day for us and the evening for the kids. Because the kids were off school. My kids had 14th of oh, February off. And then they are off for the 17th. So that it's like the whole President's and, I guess, Washington's birthday, President's Day. So we had a four-day weekend with the kids, which was sweet. Because we got that meant that we got Valentine's Day for sure with them. So we were up and at it early. They go take me to this coffee shop he's been wanting to take me to that's really popular here in Manhattan Beach. And just kind of those bougie coffee shops and it's funny because Diego had never had a coffee where they made the design on the top of it how funny mm-hmm. oh no way yeah. Like, yeah. you need to get out more baby like really yeah. He was like, oh, honey, it's got a heart on it he was all excited <laughs> I, I go you've never seen one of those things He's like I've never had anything on top of my coffee I'm like oh he's so cute so he was actually pretty excited about this really bougie coffee place but it was delicious it's called it's delicious. In Manhattan beach and it is delicious coffee mm. and they have great Food and I tried a scone that was incredible and then funny enough Diego and I when we first started dating would always go to the movies and we never go to the movies now we hardly just he and I no way like with the kids it's like a, we watch crappy movies that they want to watch
1: mm-hmm. so he
2: surprised me by taking me to the movies which is funny it was a funny like this is what we used to do when we dated That's and we're gonna cool. watch this we winning movies so we were at the movies we went to lunch we did that awesome coffee house. We went up to San Pedro to see the pretty view. And then we came home with the kids and that was super fun. We did homemade pizza night. We went to the park with the kids. The kids were loving it. They were loving that it was like Valentine's for family day. Mm-hmm. We just played games and hung out with them. and So they had a really good time. And then that just extended to the whole weekend. The whole weekend has been about the kids. And yeah, I have a new iPad and we downloaded some programs that we can play as a family and drawing. And just doing a lot of hanging out. So it's like... A typical weekend, but it had that flair of love and celebration and the kids feeling. You know, kids love mm-hmm. holidays. They came home yeah. with their candy and their cars and they were pumped. Oh, and, yeah. so for them, of course, we, we we made it like special, but it really was like dinner at home making pizza, but they were mm-hmm. heart-shaped. You know, we had to That's throw cool. in some creativity and they had a good time. They had a really good time. And it was just been nice, like Vero said, spending all this time together. We spent a lot of intentional time together this weekend. We've been together all weekend, just us. It's super sweet. And we also binged on the show. Diego never, ever watches Netflix or anything. He doesn't watch Narcos Mexico. We finished it. The second season? And it just cracks me up because he doesn't, guys, he doesn't watch anything. Like you can challenge him and be like, what about this show? What about this show? What about this? Yeah. he does not watch that's totally just like true. Yeah, he just does he never he's always out of the conversation if people are talking about anything. Uh-huh. And this show, he's like, I think the reason I like it is because it's based in truth. Like they're real nauticals from Colombia, from Mexico, wherever mm-hmm. he goes, I guess that's why I've always gone into this show. So that was like a treat to me that he Netflixed and chilled because he doesn't Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. He's like, For you let me set it up, and he brought the mattress to the living room in front of the TV, and then we fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> Watch more of them. Oh, that's that's good. Part of my kid doing stuff that I always want to do with him, but he doesn't like watching
0: TV shows. So I love the narco show. I love that. I haven't finished it because Otto and I were watching it together. Mm -hmm. But he's like very much like, "Ah, whatever, he's over. I'm like, are we going to finish narcos? He's like, no, I'm kind of over it. There's so much whatever. And 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 I'm like, I live for that narco life. Give it to me. Uh, (laughs) Especially you, Vero. Especially Uh, Uh, you, We grew up like listening to Corridos, not this. So when I hear like, oh my God, this is who Rafa Caro Quintero is? Okay. Like, I know who these are. Are El Chapo, el this and el that, and it's like you know you grow up in that, and it's not like we idolize them. So for me, it's like seeing it. I'm like, oh, this is how it played out, you know. I'm like, oh, so this is who Camarena is. This is, you know, like, this is Corridores. And it says, it starts off, yo no mate a Camarena. And I'm like, who the hell is Camarena? Oh. And then I was like, I had no idea he was a DEA agent, you know, like things like that. So I'm like, oh, this is putting things, helping me oh, yeah. together the story yeah. Yeah. that I've heard through these songs, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's like my mom was, a, she likes mariachi. She likes Antonio Aguilar. She likes those canciones mm-hmm. So I, I'm exposed to that aspect of it, and then I'm exposed to the banda part, and then there's a, the, the corrido part, and then there's narco corridos, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I've been exposed to it, and I, I just, there's nothing like, I love banda, but there's nothing like a like a banda playing a corrido, or a conjunto norteño plena corrido, yeah, and so that cool. really gets me going, you know? Yeah. I mean, like we were at Banda MS, and I was like, oh, this is cool bunch of romantic songs, like slow songs, slow jams, you know, mm-hmm. but I was yes. like, all right, I'm playing making any babies. Are they going to play any corridos now? You know, <laughs> that's what I was like, <laughs> I was really hoping they were just sneaking a corrido right there for me, but you know, it's a different kind of banda that's, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just uh, for me, like watching those narco shows, I'm like, I need to finish it right now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh my God, Otto said he doesn't want to watch it. It's time for me to treat myself, you know. You should
2: totally finish it, but I find I'm with you that I find it to be. It reminds me of growing up. I remember being a kid and my dad being all into it, and my brother the news, like cartel de Tijuana or cartel de Juarez or whatever. And to Mm -hmm. watch the show, it's like goodness. This was part of our culture growing up. Las canciones. You're so right, Vero. Like these songs, we heard them too, and. My brother kind of has always sort of idealized that medical culture because I think he just finds it glamorous. So him talking about it when we were growing up, anyway. I just the show yeah. is rooted in like part of our culture. So it's, mm-hmm. I know it's terrible in terms of the real lives that it affected and that it's a reality that it happened in Mexico and it's affected our country mm-hmm. and, and drugs and whatnot. But it's all very much rooted in our history. It's a sad history. Mm-hmm. But what I love about medicals is it also demonstrates the really real connection of the U.S. and our involvement and how we're to blame for a lot of what has happened in these countries. And that was my major at UCSB, Global Studies, and learning Mm -hmm. about how much the U.S. had infiltrated all of these countries. That was very much a, a part of the problem, even though we grew up thinking that our country is on not doing unjust things and it's fair but our country is really up in there with the drug trade and the gun trade and you learn about it in college i learned mm-hmm. about college. And, and civil wars. wars all of them they're in part of all of the problem yeah. and it's seen in knuckles i really appreciate how they demonstrated that they don't shy away from the reality that we're very much a part of the narrative so it's cool i think it's us remembering kind of our upbringing our country, and then just also being like crazy shocked that this is reality. And also, Diego Luna is not hard on the eyes, he's like,
1: oh, he yeah. So he has he actually has a bar here in Coyoacan. I didn't know that, um, Jaime and Katie took us out a couple weeks ago and they said, Oh, this is his bar, and he actually comes here once in a while. I was like, no, no way, no, but no, no, no handsome. Se llama Beepo. Beepo. Be, uh-huh, B-E, I think it's B-E-E-P-O. Beepo.
2: Very cool.
1: I didn't know that he's like, settled down.
2: He's got kids and married. I was all reading about yeah. him after like, this last season. He is? He settled yeah. down? Yeah. He was saying, yeah. like, I guess, in the interview was that like he took on this role this time in his life because he's older and it's in his 40s. He said that if he would have done it when he was younger, he wouldn't have got it. He's like, I don't know if I would have even taken the role. Because as a 20-year-old, what did I know about family and sacrifice and just life? He goes, it's a hard role to play, too, because you're playing a bad guy. And he says, I grew up during that time in Mexico city and the violence. And those guys were bad guys. They made our lives difficult and scary. And I don't idolize them at all. But as an adult, I got to appreciate that there's a story to be told and these people had families they had kids he's like so I got to get into it but then I got to get away from it when I wasn't playing the role I remembered what I was about it's my family and my wife my and I didn't realize that that I didn't know that but I guess it makes sense we have kids we're his age like I didn't know my age young hotties that are bachelors but they I think they're both they both have kids they García too no
1: mom know, Martha was in college all the time. All right.
2: The time. They were young and they were kind of cool and hip and they grew up in that scene as actors, yeah. but I guess they both have kids now. That's right. Cool. Um, uh, our, our teen heartthrobs are now like grown men playing uh, drug men.
0: I love it. Love it. <laughs> grown men, still so, playing yeah. every role, every role we've ever imagined, you know? Yeah, yeah they've been everything to uh, us. Yeah. They're everything to us, yeah.
2: So, we've talked about a lot today. Is there any burning last minute random things that you all want to share? Anything that you have to share that you have to get off your chest? It's the last week of February. It's been a whole month since we've had our last random episode in Mexico City.
0: That's yeah, been a month. That's that's true. Crazy. Vero, I'm like um, running over here. I'm just so tired. It's crazy, you
2: guys. Vero is having a baby just- in like three <laughs> weeks. Oh. So- well, by the time she'll probably have a baby. By the time we do the next oh, random, yeah. By the next time we have our random episode, maybe Vettel will be here. Maybe she won't. <laughs> maybe she so laid on the bed, breastfeeding her baby. Oh my goodness! So yeah, how do you feel, Vettel?
0: It's like almost time. Go time. It's almost time. So I'm at week thirty five and like a couple of days in. So I'll be at thirty six weeks by the end of this week. So after thirty six weeks, it's a go. You know, you're ready. You'll be ready for a baby after thirty six weeks. But I'm just really exhausted. I get sweaty just moving around. You guys saw right now, I was trying to set up my computer and my microphone. <laughs> and just even moving around. I'm like, how am I going to sit so that I'm comfortable for the next you know, hour? And I had my water. I had my phone. I couldn't find my phone because it was on the floor. But I couldn't see because I of my belly. I couldn't find my pillow. I, and my phone fell once I found it and almost landed in my water. And even right now, I'm getting all worked up. I'm like breathing all hard. So I'm sorry. But I'm just tired. Like at night, I try to roll over and I break out into a sweat because it's so much work to like roll from one side to the other. And even with this pregnancy, though, I I haven't gained as much weight as I did with with my second pregnancy. So right now I'm still about 10 pounds lighter than I was the second time I was pregnant. But I feel just so slow and so heavy. I just think my body's exhausted. It's been, Mm -hmm. you know, been pregnant for three years now. For the last three years, it feels like, and um, I'm just so ready. I'm just so yeah. ready. Yeah. Good luck, Vettel. Yeah, Listeners, please you. send
2: your juju. Oh, please send you. your prayers,
0: your well wishes
2: to Vettel. Yeah. Your happy thoughts for a speedy recovery, no complications. Make sure that yes. my love is in town because he travels for work. So let's pray for Otto to be here and hopefully yeah. it's easy, <laughs> easy and smooth. And this little guy is here, and it's. In the blink of an eye, you're feeling like yourself again and not so heavy and tired. And yeah.
0: Sweaty. So I'm trying to wrap my head around um, having the baby, continuing to be able to podcast and doing level of Latina stuff. And then I'm the maid of honor for my friend's wedding. Which on May first. I want to be, I want I want to give more than 33% to each one of them, you know, yeah. <laughs> 33% to each one of them makes it a hundred of what I can give. But I'm like, okay, no, I, I'm not, that, you know, I have to just make sure I find the time and give myself that space and just chill before this baby comes and get as much as I can done.
2: Or ask for help. Yeah, that too. Ask yes, for ask help. for help. Episode 35, 36, yeah. whatever episode that was, ask for help. 35. Renegotiate expectations. How about you renegotiate expectations? If you can't do something that... Oh, I, I have The maid of honor thing is a lot of work. Nowadays, people go all out. Probably can't swing this incredible... Well, if you know my
0: friend Leti, if some of you guys do know her, if you don't know her, she's la reina del sur, you know? Oh, okay. La reina de Guac- <laughs> She is like you know she the thing is that también like for a person like that you know that you have friends you're just like this person you know what fuck yeah they deserve the world fuck yeah they deserve everything like hands down like for her I'm like girl we are gonna get you what you want and above you know mm-hmm. that's so she's just been such she's just a such a real person like you know and she just keeps her demeanor she's such she's hard and dedicada and she just doesn't stop. And I love that about her. And I, I really look up to her and I respect her for that. Um, so I'm like, yes, we're going to do what we can. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you get what you want, you know, and I'm here to provide that support. Mm-hmm. So, and at the end, she's like, don't worry. I got you too, girl. If you start popping out that baby right now, I got you, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. I understand. But it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, for sure, for there's people and there's people in your life that you're just like, damn, I'm lucky. That's one of the people, you know? Yeah. Okay. Since we met, mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad to be a part of this and share in this and creating this event, very memorable event of her life. So, yeah.
2: Once the baby it's comes, an- move fast.
0: Yeah, we were talking about baby names because they're like, "Oh, the baby pops out, you already have a name." I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Uh, they're like, "What is it?" So, I like really Mexican names, and and once I said the name that <laughs> I wanted to name this little guy. She's like, girl, you've been listening to many corridos. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what it is, you know? So mm-hmm. there's just things that pop out. like, I, for His middle name's going to be Archivaldo, And um, there's a corrido about an Archibaldo, FYI. And like Otto Joaquin, his middle name is Joaquin, like a Chapo Guzman. But I'm like, yeah. no, this says Joaquin con X. You know, él es el chapito de Compton. And he is so short and cute and chubby. But... Um, <laughs> You know, but it's like she's just she just she gets me. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, you and your narco corridos, and you are listening to these narcos." Blah, blah blah. I'm like, no, I'm not listening to them. I just really like their names. And she's like, "Okay, <laughs> okay," mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, the Godfather, El Padrino, El baby. but yeah, I mean, the next three weeks are going to be interesting, guys. So. Good love. Everyone else, the girl said, send me some good juju, some good vibes.
2: Good yeah, tips, good advice to keep her going. It's a tough time when you've been to the end of a pregnancy. If you've been there, you know that it's like, oh, my God, your body, everything, your mind. But you got this, Vero. You've done this twice before. You're going to kill it. You're going to rock it. And before you know it, you're going to feel like your body's yours again. And you won't bust a sweat. Going from one part of the bed <laughs> to the night. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: For real. It's all
2: worth it. It's all worth it in the end. It's all worth it. We've talked about everything today from our babies going to preschool to our babies going to high school to our favorite shows to binge watch and Valentine's and Ceci coming home, which is probably our favorite part. Ya te regresa. So safe travels Ooh. to Ceci. Thank safe you. childbirth to Vero. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting month coming up. Lots of stories. Our next random episode might have a newborn baby in it. We're going to get to hear all about Ceci's road trip. No more Mexican food unless she's torteando at her house by herself. Mm-hmm. Making fresh tortillas. No, no, We okay, really okay. enjoyed having you today. Keep this conversation going. Please make sure to email us if you have questions or you want to add to everything we've been talking about today or you have Tips for us about anything that we brought up today. Our emails admin at leveluplatina.com. That's admin at leveluplatina.com. Find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook at Level Up Latina. Check us out online, leveluplatina.com to check out our podcast. If you haven't heard other episodes, if you're just finding us now on iTunes or Spotify, you can always check out past episodes. So make sure to search us up and we will... Check in again. Take care, mujeres. We don't say, say, ciao, ciao. It's a love of love.